Welcome to IDoPodcast.com, where fun and inspiring relationship experts, therapists, and couples share tips and advice that will help lead you to a fulfilling and happy relationship. Let their guidance illuminate your path to happiness. Are you ready to create lasting love? And now, your hosts, Chase and Sarah. Hey guys, before we start our interview today, we just wanted to let you know that we started a YouTube channel. It's called I Do Podcast. And after each interview, we are going to be doing a video of our thoughts on the interview. And we would love it if you would check it out, subscribe, tell us what you think. And that would be awesome. All right, here we go. Hello, everybody. Uh, today, we have Daria Hitoglo on our show with us. Thank you so much for joining us today, Daria. Oh, the pleasure is mine. Hello, guys. Hi. We're just going to give a little intro with your background to our listeners. And with more than 10 years of coaching and talent management, Daria has a passion to help people fulfill their potential and be the best they can. She is a certified trainer in NLP, coaching and strategic interventions for personal and business growth. After graduating with first class honors in economics, masters with distinction in international relations, she followed her quest and received a scholarship to study masters of philosophy at Cambridge University. Currently, she has a private coaching practice and creates and conducts life events and workshops. Daria is a mother of two and wants to help others create love-rich, guilt-free, and congruent families and individuals. We've given our listeners just a little overview, so take a moment, tell us about yourself and why you enjoy helping people improve their relationships. Oh, wow. Thank you very much, guys. It's, um, it's quite a full introduction. It's like already a story about <laughs> myself. I just wanted to say I'm a psychologist and a relationship coach, and that's it. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, well, um, I'm glad to be here, first of all. And uh, thank you so much for uh, for this interview and just opportunity to connect to, to people and share some of the tips from my practice. Because as you just said, my mission is to help more people to create uh, better families long term and my belief is that when we create better families we also grow business or work much more uh, with passion and with meaning and in that way we uh, eradicate violence in the world and leave this planet in a better state for our children and grandchildren really that's that's kind of uh, a big vision but of course uh, day-to-day life uh, as a as a coach, as a psychologist, I work with uh, individuals uh, around the world and uh, help them with um, with their nitty-gritty relationship matters. So normally, uh, there are individuals, couples, or families, and I work uh, using systemic relationship coaching methods, uh, family therapy, and uh, positive psychology, neuropsychology, to help them get to where they want to be. Awesome. Well, that's really interesting. And it's interesting that you mentioned how the relationships in our lives can affect, you know, everything and, and, and then the bigger picture of, of nonviolence. And I was just talking yesterday on uh, with Sarah about how without the foundation of a good relationship, you know, you can't have uh, wealth in, in, in other things in your life. So uh, interesting how you mentioned that. 
Absolutely. There was a study done, actually the longest study in psychology for 75 years, the Harvard Grant study, um, was researching why we become happy and what are the causes of happiness and success. And the main um, uh, actually trigger, the main reason why people are happy is the relationships, relationships which are enriched to relationships that uh, we have with our beloved ones, with our close ones, siblings, uh, parents, partners and children. They matter to us more than anything else, material, um, even non-material, but the relationship uh, in itself is the reason uh, to make us happy or miserable. So enriching relationships will makes us will make us more successful in business in what we do, and we already know through the research. Also, I don't know what you've heard. Uh, recently, they they made a study in Stanford uh, Business School. They actually made a course on uh, um, seven tips on how to make your marriage work a mandatory for business uh, students for MBAs, huh. uh, because because they believe that based on the research as well that. Um, uh, business owners and business people are much better uh, at growing business when their marriage and their relationships are sorted. Wow. And uh, yeah, marriages and relationships in our house, in our home, they are sort of uh, the prime model how we build relationship in our office. And unconsciously, we shadow a lot of relationship that we had with our parents from our family of origin. We shadow at work knowingly or unknowingly. And that um, is an interesting avenue to look into how to become more successful by sorting out our you know, primary relationship with our parents, for example. Yeah, that's really interesting. We'll have to link to those articles um, with the, the research. But yeah, it. To, to all you entrepreneurs out there listening, you know, listen to those entrepreneur podcasts. But if you don't have a good relationship in your life, uh, you, you're not going to be as successful. And those are things, you know, I think intrinsically we kind of know a little bit, but maybe we don't recognize. And and uh, I think that's super important. So we'll have to have you back on and, and we'll discuss uh, more closely business side of, of relationships for sure. Mm, absolutely. That's something that I, I enjoy working with and discussing with my ex-colleagues because I spent more than 12 years in business and I worked as a coach for coaches in one of the biggest corporations, multinational FMCG company. And uh, it was very interesting because the coaching I was doing was business coaching, but actually the nuggets, the most beautiful gems, the transformation came from the family. Mm, that's so valuable. <clears throat> Thank you so much. Mm. Already I feel like our I've learned... From this podcast is just so much valuable information. Thank you. Um, well, let's go on to our topic for today, which is the five tips to enrich relationships in a long-term marriage or just a long-term relationship. And um, if you want to go ahead and start and give us our, our first tip. Of course. Yeah, I would even extend it to six, actually, uh, to give a bonus one. Yeah, <laughs> because, throw it in there. <laughs> and uh, this is something that um, I've been working for a long time, actually, for more than a decade. I've been researching this topic uh, and uh, written a book on it. It's called Enricher Relationships. So uh, it has six chapters, and each chapter stands for a concept. Uh, so if you think of, uh, imagine the word enrich. Enrich. So every letter I will explain, and that will be also a tip. That will be a strategy for a um, couple to enrich their relationships. So let's start with the first one. The letter E in the word enrich stands for explore versus routine. And 
this is a very interesting one because a lot of the time when a couple becomes a family, when children are born, uh, routine helps them become sane, yeah. <laughs> become uh, normal again because yep. you probably appreciate uh, sleepless nights and uh, the family when, you know, it's a, it's a new baby, new, uh, new challenge, and then you try to establish routines to help you survive. But that's very routine, actually, uh, in many cases, in, in couples, ruins the relationship long term. Because for many people, it becomes boring and people sort of go into the status quo. Oh, I know that partner. I know my partner. Um, this is not exciting anymore. I don't have passion anymore. I, I feel um, uh, there's nothing else to grow with. Um, and that's a big illusion. So my first tip is to explore uh, first of all, yourself, because most of the time we also stay in the old status quo of who we are because we are afraid to change. Change is much more difficult uh, for us because our conscious mind is trying to prevent us from changing because it tries to save our energy. It's like that little um, pro protector of the energy we spend on different things. It says, oh, let's, let's try the easy road. Let's, let's try not to rock the boat. Okay, let's try to stay where we, we've been always been. And okay, it's not working, but let's try again. <laughs> and that routine, in many cases, uh, is a source of breakup. I mean, we see in, this, in statistics, more than 50% uh, of um, couples break. In some countries like Belgium, it's more than 70% of marriages end up in divorce. Wow. And when we did research, we found out that a lot of the time, couples say, oh, I don't love that person anymore because um, I don't have that feeling. It's, it's sort of uh, become pale and passionless. And uh, we've, uh, you know, survived through children and on a seven-year a uh, difficult year, we decided to split. It's kind of a story we hear. So my first tip is how can you explore yourself and explore your partnership, explore your partner in a way that will surprise you? And one uh, exercise that is very helpful is a breathing exercise that originally was um, done by Milton Erickson. Uh, for some who know a little bit about neuro-linguistic programming or uh, hypnosis, he was the uh, Ericksonian uh, hypnosis owner, or the, the one who established the, the field. And he had polio. He was um, in his wheelchair and he had clients coming to him with all sorts of problems. And a lot of them were relationship problems. So what he did, he tuned into his client and started breathing the same way that the client started breathing. And what he noticed that suddenly, as though a client would be f feeling that their Milton would understand them better. <laughs> so he made a conclusion to provide this as a tip to couples to enrich their relationships by asking them to start breathing in the same rhythm, in the same pace. And that little change made some miracles. Wow. For couples who could not understand each other or claimed, who claimed they didn't understand each other, if only one partner started uh, breathing in the same way as the other, uh, their level of connectivity, understanding each other and intimacy would increase.
Wow. It's like an empathetic response that you're you're connecting with them on on like a physical level. Yeah. yeah. They change physiology, they change their neurology, and in a way they change the um through mirror neurons that connectivity with their partner with a client so uh, you can uh, apply it to all sorts of areas in your business in your relationship with the uh, clients in your relationship with your partner with your children when for example i have trouble for example when i'm hungry i get angry sometimes <laughs> and mm-hmm. that's when i re- remember to start breathing and noticing uh, the movements of uh, child my child's shoulders that's uh, very visible how they breathe and I start just breathing the same way. And I calm down. I calm down my uh, sympathetic system. And I start feeling uh, relaxed. And then I'm able to have a conversation. So exploring that breathing, it would be my first uh, tip as a, a very tangible, practical example, how you can apply that first concept of exploring. Yeah. Sarah and I are okay. going to try that after this podcast, and I encourage our listeners <laughs> too. I think that's really cool yeah. on a lot of levels. I, I try to practice a bit of meditation, and it's kind of like a, a recentering where you we focus on your breathing, but then kind of bringing your partner into it. And yeah, we're definitely mm. cool tip. Mm-hmm. Mm. Excellent. Well, let's move into the second yeah. tip. Uh, the second le- letter in the word enrich, N, stands for nourish versus deplete. This concept is very uh, straightforward. So before we go into stress mode and uh, relationships, um, they get tested under stress. If everything was fine, no problem. But in order for us to go through stressful moments, we need to first nourish ourselves and nourish our relationships. So how do we nourish them versus deplete? Imagine if it was like a, a bank account, emotional bank account. So before you withdraw, you need to put something, invest something in that bucket, in that emotional bank account. And the more things you do to nourish by, um, for example, love languages, you, you've heard of J- Gary Chapman, for example, by giving something that the other person really appreciates or tapping into their uh, hierarchy of needs. I call it a ladder of needs. There are six fundamental human needs. And finding out which of uh, six needs, for example, stability, uh, variety, significance, love and connection, growth or contribution is the most important for your partner. And nourishing that container, that bank account, tapping into their fundamental need. So by doing that, you can uh, really invest in your partnership and create a wonderful foundation to then go through storms, to then go through the stressful parts of our life, which we all have. But it's like uh, being an Olympic champion. You know, Olympic um, athletes, they train 95% of their time and only 5% they perform in their uh, competitions. Whereas in our families, in our relationships, we perform 95% and then we train only 5% if if those yeah. <laughs> 5% actually um, we spend training. But we need to really think about that. We don't get uh, education about a relationship from school or university, even from our families. I mean, most of families that we come from are not functional. 
majority of people who live on this planet have issues with uh, parental families, with families of origins, from, you know, ranging from difficulties, of course. But we would like to have education uh, to know how to enrich ourselves, how to nourish ourselves, how to really learn. So I really appreciate what you guys do in Sarah and Chase. This is a wonderful opportunity for listeners, for people around the world to learn the basics about building uh, relationships and make them stronger. Yeah, I love that analogy, the the sports analogy, and, and it's so true. I mean, like we mentioned earlier, like relationships are the foundation of our lives. They affect everything, and we're always performing, and, and we're never, um, at least most of us, ourselves included. I mean, before we started this podcast, we weren't consciously uh, searching out how to, to train our relationship. And yeah, that's that's why we love what we're doing. We love having people like you on to, to get this information for ourselves and, and to give it to our listeners. So uh, awesome. Great, great. Okay, so let's move into the third concept. The third letter in the word and reach is R. R stands for respond versus react. And that is a very important one because emotional stability or emotional intelligence, as Daniel Goleman has introduced into the uh, uh, psychology, we, uh, we know our prefrontal cortex needs to be trained to, to respond rather than react. Because again, under stress, as we now discovered, 95% we perform as couples. We need to perform either through uh, difficult bits when we discuss our finances or through discussing our children, helping each other, um, through challenges in intimacy, in connections, in uh, in compromising, in learning from our differences because uh, once we pass this uh, beautiful stage of falling in love the oxytocin and dopamine evaporate and we face the reality of being different to each other so how do we overcome those differences and learn on the basis of differences and learn how to respond in a way that is um, creating a long-term partnership rather than breakup that is, it is an art, and this is an art that uh, needs to be learned and needs to be taught. Uh, and everyone, I think, everyone needs to learn that, including, including coaches and psychologists and relationship experts, because we all come from families where, in most of our families, we were not taught this. So one tip is how to respond in a way. I call it the sandwich strategy. And the first thing you always, always do when you want to talk about the tough bit, something that you don't like, something you have negative reaction, something you want to explode about, something you, you know, blame someone else, you always find a positive, uh, a positive bit that you want to share and appreciate that person about. That is one top bun. Then you share your feeling. That is the the meat of the of the sandwich uh, or the vegetarian part where you share how you feel and the majority of the time it's negative so for example i feel lonely or i feel abandoned i feel not respected i feel rejected i feel uh, whatever you know frustrated angry sad it always comes with our own feelings not blaming someone situation or a person but just sharing how i feel and then the second bun the bottom bun is again positive, maybe a dream, maybe a wish, a hope. For example, oh, I look forward to our holidays together. I really hope we can spend this time. And this is a wonderful sandwich strategy that you can learn 
and help your prefrontal cortex to help you communicate better to respond rather than react. I think that's so valuable. And it's interesting that 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 is your, uh, your, your recommendation, because I remember learning in one of the business classes I took at university that that's always a good way to start a, you know, a conversation is a positive reinforcement followed by, you know, the negativity. But what I had not known is to follow it up again with positivity. And that's, I think, so valuable. And I, I love that, uh, that tip. Yeah, yeah. I will be sharing a lot of practical stuff. So hopefully guys who are listening will be writing this down yeah, because there's so many. We're, we're writing it down. <laughs> we're definitely yeah. writing it down. Maybe. Okay, great. Because sometimes it gets uh, so much. And I love to share this value because this is this what makes a difference. And it's great to learn, but it's also wonderful to put it into practice. So if you can do this straight away, and these are five condensed tips. I mean, I'm just sharing uh, the whole book in, in half an hour. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll put this stuff in, I, in the show notes for in uh, on our website, you know, so people can reference um, if they're not writing it great. down. Yeah. As well as the link to Excellent. your book too. We'll have that on there so people can get all of the info. Excellent. Okay. Well, super. Then we're moving to the fourth one and reach. So that's the I letter. I stands for imagine versus willpower. Imagination is much more powerful than will uh, because there is a research uh, you might have heard from the business school. When they looked at the basketball team players and divided them into three sub teams and one sub team was given a task to throw balls uh, and just normal practice. The second sub team just sat on the de- on, on a chair on the, on the bench and did nothing. And the third sub team was asked to imagine throwing balls and hitting the net. Okay, and then they, um, they looked at the results afterwards, and what they saw that uh, a sub team that sat on a bench they did not improve. Nothing changed. A team that practiced in reality with their willpower, with determination, they improved but not as much as the team that just imagined. Because what they did, they imagined the positive outcome, only the positive outcome that created better uh, neurological pathways. So in reality, they played better in the end. Wow. And, and that is a foundational um, concept for us to use our imagination to our benefit in relationships. So how can we use our imagination not to predict uh, a negative outcome, but think and um, imagine that desire map, creating scenarios where it will be all beautiful, uh, dreaming together, uh, using our thinking and imagination as a bridge between left and right part of our hemispheres and creating the uh, you know wonderful cocktail of emotions by imagining positives. Imagine a positive, for example, uh, trip together. We have dopamine released in the body. And that is as real as if we were to go traveling. <laughs> so yeah. it's free. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful resource. No long plane flights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And sometimes we say, oh, maybe it's not as good. But actually it is. We use the same brain uh, areas in imagination and in experiencing uh, the traveling so why not use them to our advantage the virtual reality will be tapping into this big time you know our uh, social connections through facebook sometimes we have relationships through facebook that are more intense than in reality 
we have as therapists, we see some addictions to games more than to alcohol, the real stuff, yeah. you know? Yeah. So this is, this is reality. The virtual reality is much more reality than sometimes uh, the physical. So this uh, concept of imagination is a very strong one, and I encourage everyone to use it for long-term success. Yeah, and in another word, I think, for this imagination, like what you're describing is like visualization, like visualizing you know, these things happening. Yes, yeah. and really living and breathing them, sort of not just saying them in our head, because for me, affirmations, uh, it's a great concept if we believe in them. And sometimes if there is a doubt or there is a second thought that has that uh, negative thing, oh, but it's not real, oh, but maybe it's not as good, but oh, maybe I'm not worth it, oh, maybe I'm not good enough, that is the one we need to work with. So if that is the hindrance, uh, someone can can really turn it around by working with an NLP expert coach or a therapist or a psychologist. So by getting that voice out or transforming that voice to a positive one, we can use our imagination to the um, and, and formations in that context to our benefit. I love that. Mm, great. So let's move into the fifth one, and then I'll share the six because uh, Enrich has uh, the last two letters. The C stands for communicate versus assume. Communication versus assumption. My uh, <laughs> friend used to say, assumptions are the mother of all sorry fuck ups. Sorry, my French. <laughs> but um, it's true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we so much assume in our life, in our relationships, that oh, that person will understand me because that's how I think, or maybe they will. Uh, they will mind read me, you know, and they don't. And then we get upset about it. And well, mm -hmm. we then feel resentment towards that piece. So it's very important how we communicate. And there are so many different tools for clear, concise communication. I love Virginia Satir. She's the mother of, grand, uh, of uh, family therapy and I am a director and the founder of the Institute of Virginia Satir in the UK. So we have uh, a lot of her heritage. And what she did, she created a, a tool called the temperature reading. Temperature reading is the way how we communicate, similar to the sandwich strategy, but even more elaborate. So you always start with the words of appreciation then you move into sharing some new information with your partner. For example, that's something that they didn't know. It's very important because that's how you show your vulnerability. You share something that they didn't know and you connect with them. And then you share puzzles, something you don't know. Maybe um, you ask, look, you, uh, you didn't engage uh, on that topic. Can I understand why? Is there something that I don't know about? Uh, what, was that, what was that comment to that person I didn't get? So these are the puzzles that we need to talk about at least once a week. We need to have that temperature reading uh, exercise with our partner. So, okay, words appreciation, uh, new information, puzzles. Then she talks about... Um, worries or concerns so i am really concerned that we don't have our quality time together for example or i'm concerned that you know when you come home you go to your computer or you browse or you watch tv and i just want to connect with you and then uh the last bit is those wishes and uh, dreams and hopes so that's it's a, a a bigger version of a sandwich it's like a layered one uh, but it's a wonderful when uh, we want to communicate with our partner and create that um 
container that remember the emotional bank account that is positive so we we talk about long-term relationship as our positive emotional bank account when we invest every week a little bit to sustain that relationship and connect connect on a deeper level yeah that's so valuable and 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 um there's one one more uh, in the Enrich acronym on the H? Yes, the last one is H. Great. So the H is hugs and humor versus withdrawal. And hugs and humor, we say, uh, also based on Virginia Satir work, we need four hugs a day to survive, eight hugs a day to, to live a normal life, and 12 hugs a day to thrive. And if we can get that from our children, from our partners, uh, from our parents, if we are close to them, that is a wonderful platform for us to connect long-term without withdrawing from difficult parts of uh, the relationships. So here we go. You've got six uh, practical tips. I love that. So when you, the hugs, you mean literally showing physical attention and hugging. Yes, awesome. and it's so important because we, uh, when we hug, we uh, have oxytocin as a hormone released in our body, and that um, helps us trust one another. And through trust, we develop intimacy and connection long term. So people, when they withdraw and they stop hugging, they stop touching each other in a way that's um, appreciative, then they have problems long term. Yeah, well, I totally agree. I, I think. We might be up towards twelve a day, but so that that's what we should, our listeners should be shooting for, yeah. About twelve, twelve times a day. Yes, yeah. Beautiful. Do as yeah, do as many yeah. as you can. Yeah, yeah, more than that. Awesome. <laughs> well, that that's such a, a valuable um, rundown with within rich, and I just want to go back through that real quick for our listeners. And like I said, we wrote this down, and we'll have this on the on the website. But we have uh, explore. For, for the E, exploring our partners and, and keeping things interesting and out of the routine. Uh, N for nourish instead of depleting. Uh, R for respond instead of reacting and then using that sandwich strategy of uh, a positive and then your feeling, which is sometimes negative, and then finish with the positive. Really love that. And then I imagine versus willpower using that visualization. Another really valuable thing. C, communicate. Don't assume because assumptions make an ass out of you and me, right? <laughs> and then, and then, uh, H for hugs. And, uh, yeah, I think that that's a awesome acronym to, to try to keep everything, uh, in our relationship healthy. And, and like I said, we'll have that written down on the website. So moving forward in, Excellent. into the, into the next section, I just want a couple very specific questions, um, that kind of relate to, to us. And we like to change these up for our guests. And, uh, we'll ask you, what do you find is the most common reason couples struggle in the relationship once they have children? Oh, it's the lack of that uh, couple time because with children, you know, children, they're wonderful human beings and they are the source of joy. P- parents say they're the source of joy. It's a whole, um, there's a guy called Daniel um, Gilbert. He's a Harvard professor and he researches why couples 
call children the source of joy and they're the they are also the main breakup point in the relationship between couple because it's so difficult to live under one roof with your children and have intimacy with their partner because your partner suddenly has a new role of a parent and it is a um, you know philosophical a dilemma how do you treat your partner not just as a, a partner as a parent but a partner as an intimate partner so the the main challenge is to stay and have quality of time as a couple like intimate romantic partners and find um, that quality time by creating uh, solutions like you know finding childcare once a week so you can go out and make love i don't know in a hotel in a spa go and travel we take a motorbike and we go to scotland we take a trip to paris or to reykjavik in uh, iceland um, every month we go somewhere we arrange it's a logistical nightmare because our, <laughs> our my family is in in russia and my husband <laughs> yes my fam my husband's family is in greece because he's greek and um, we live in the uk and it's very hard to find uh, childcare so we we need to to bring someone who we can trust but we know the value of it and every time we do it we find it amazing it's miraculous that's something we definitely need to work on because our family is all on the east coast as well so it is hard to to get away and we haven't really we haven't had a getaway trip yet but it's definitely on our list and something that we're looking forward to so that's great wonderful advice. make it to london and we can meet up yeah yeah, sure. yeah. We'll, we'll use your babysitter <laughs> excellent awesome. well now it's time for our favorite part of the interview the lasting love round we'll ask you a series of questions and you'll respond with great information to help set the foundation for a lasting relationship all right. Wow. Well, the first question is, uh, what is one thing couples can do on a daily basis to help improve their relationship? Oh, my goodness. I've shared six of them already. <laughs> you, I know. That's done. Tick. Tick. Yes. So, well, yes. So enrich all those points that you just said. That's one thing or actually six things that they can do on a daily basis. <laughs> is there a book or resource you can recommend for couples? Yeah, one of them is mine. <laughs> the second one, uh, I love Helen Fisher's Anatomy of Love. Uh, she's an anthropo anthropologist, Dr. Helen Fisher. And her book uh, is called Anatomy of Love, A Natural History of Mating, Marriage, and Why We Stray. We've been married for almost two years now. Um, is there any advice that you would give newlyweds in the first few years or, the, you know, in the first few years of marriage? Yes, enrich those six concepts. <laughs> Do those exercises I've just shared. Awesome. I love it. If you can give one single piece of advice in a relationship, what would it be? And it could be part of enrich, but if there's, let's just say there's one of those parts that's maybe a little bit more critical than the others. Um, I would say always keep the balance of positive to negative. So that positive and negative bank account, they actually don't uh, cross. So you, um, every time you think or do something negative, it goes into your negative bank account of relationship. And everything you, you think or do positive, it goes to another positive bank account. And those things that lay, they stay there, they multiply every day. 
So uh, if you want to get rid of or um, empty the negative bank account, you need to work really hard on how to increase the um, uh, compassion and that through meditation and mindfulness practice and how you can how you can learn that loving kindness to your partner so you can um, have that ratio on the positive side always. That's awesome. So valuable. Thank you so much. Well, we've really enjoyed mm -hmm. having you on our show today and hearing all the advice that you've given us and our listeners. So let's finish by having you tell our listeners where they can find you and then we'll say goodbye. Oh, awesome. I really enjoyed it as well. So I have a Facebook group called Psychology of Human Enrichment. You can find and join it. And that's a lovely discussion to have because uh, I post sometimes uh, the quotes and uh, share advice and also www.dariahaitoglow.com. And you can sign up to my uh, weekly blog that where I share inspiration for people and, uh, and relationship advice as well. So here we go. Awesome. Well, our listeners can find all the information and links of today's episode on idopodcast.com. Go to the podcast tab and you'll be in the archives. And again, thank you Excellent. so much for coming on the show and uh, just awesome, valuable information. And uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Sarah and Chase. All the best to you. Lots of love. Are you interested in learning five ways to improve your relationship on a daily basis? How about five tips for engaged couples or newlyweds? This information and more is our free gift to you when you go to idopodcast.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Thank you so much for joining us today on I Do Podcast. Head on over to idopodcast.com for full recaps of every show, relationship resources, tips, and advice. Your path to a successful and lasting relationship awaits you. Are you ready to create lasting love? 